Remember back to when you were a kid and grown-ups asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up? Did you ever become that person? Or did you ever have a moment in high school or college where you realized what you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Did that ever come to pass? For some people, our dreams and reality don't always meet up the way we want them to. But that doesn't mean that you can't make them happen. Today on Passions, we're going to meet someone who is living the dream, their dream. They took the plunge and are doing what they love for a living, and they talked with us in order to encourage you to do what it takes to get you doing what you love. Ready? Hey, this is Alec. This week I got to meet up with Brooke Lodine. Brooke is a professional rock climber and route setter here in Minneapolis. While she initially started out wanting to be a teacher, she discovered a passion for rock climbing that has driven her not only to the outer limits of her physical abilities, but has also driven her to new heights of self-confidence and a passion for an amazing sport. My name is Brooke Lodine. And how old are you? I'm 23. This is Brooke Lodine. Brooke was born and raised in Iowa, but eventually moved to Minnesota with her family when she was five years old. Brooke now lives in the North Metro and works as a route setter at one of the largest chains of rock climbing gyms in the Twin Cities metro area. Um, right now I'm living in Brooklyn Park. It's a suburb of Minneapolis, and I am working full-time as a route setter, which let me elaborate on that because no one has any idea what that means. <laughs> um, it means that I work in a large commercial uh, rock climbing facility, and to put it very simply, my job is to design and build the things that people climb. While humans have been climbing rocks since before recorded history, indoor rock climbing has only been around since the mid-60s. Created by Don Robinson in 1964, the artificial climbing wall offers several key advantages over traditional outdoor climbing routes. This new climbing wall allowed climbers both new and experienced to climb in a safe, controlled environment that was not exposed to the elements. And it allowed the owner of the wall to completely customize it and create routes up the face of the wall, mimicking real-life routes on a cliff face. However, this isn't a story about the history of the artificial climbing wall. It's a story about how Brooke's life path has taken her from the stage and to college and to Mexico and finally back here to Minneapolis. A uh, super basic life story. So I am the middle of three children in my family. Um, I grew up, I was homeschooled my entire life until my senior year of high school when I went and studied abroad in Argentina. I was there for an entire year and I learned a lot of Spanish and, you know, like learned a lot about traveling, about life and stuff. I also, I grew up uh, very much um, on a stage. I started modeling professionally when I was like 10 years old and did that, you know, pretty much until I was about 16 and I was, you know, in and out of theater like the entire time. Like that was what I was really passionate about. And then I kind of broke with that for a while when I went off to travel and then when I went to go um, like complete my degree, you know, at a four-year college. So while I was away at college, I, you know, with one thing and another, decided to not pursue theater as a college degree. <laughs> because my parents very wisely counseled me against that. Not that there is anything wrong with a theater degree. This podcast supports anybody who has a passion for theater. So I went to pursue other things. And I was just like, oh, shoot, I'm going to like have this big hole in my time, in my life. Like, I'm going to need something else to do now. And a couple weeks later, I walked by our campus rock climbing wall and just kind of glanced in. And I was like, oh, like, what are those people doing in there? Like, that looks really interesting. Like, I kind of want to go do it, but I was really nervous about it, like to the point that I waited until I had a friend to go with me to do it, 
which is super unlike me because I'm super independent and I like go everywhere and do everything alone. But I like waited to get a person to go with me to go do this for the first time and just like instantly fell in love with it and, you know, just started climbing all the time. And it just became this growing part of my life, both as a hobby and like my friends and my jobs, even like I started working at more and more climbing places and very slowly just kind of grew into this thing that is now a huge part of my life. Brooke discovered rock climbing while finishing her four-year degree in college. She wanted to be a teacher, and at the time, rock climbing wasn't supposed to be a full-time job. She had aspirations elsewhere. I went to school for linguistic anthropology, so I, you know, I just knew a ton of Spanish, so I, like, kind of had an in with that, and I really enjoy um, language a lot and just language study. So linguistics is more about studying, like, the the structure and the components of language and then anthropology you know is like the study of all people throughout all time so in linguistic anthropology is studying like the specific applications of language and like what does language mean in the context of humans using it like socially what does language mean so that was what I studied because my plan was always to go abroad and teach English like I kind of went through all of my college thinking that that was what I was going to go do and that is what I did as soon as I graduated I took a job teaching in Mexico. I went to teach at this very small private Catholic school. I was teaching first grade. Yeah, just teaching English. And I loved Mexico, but discovered very quickly that teaching is not for me. <laughs> not, I do not have the skill sets needed to be a successful teacher. So Brooke came back home and had to figure out what she could do with her life now that teaching was off the table. Yeah, I moved back home and just kind of regrouped, got some career counseling actually. And was like, you know, what is what is a type of job that I can pursue that's going to fall within, you know, something that I can love and be passionate about, but also, you know, be decently good at. And one of the things, you know, so I studied language in college, like I am very linguistic, but one of the things that came up during this career counseling was um, like basically working with your hands, like building things and doing anything that you like use your body to physically do. And I remember thinking, well, that's really strange, but I don't have a single skill for any of that. Like I would never be able to, you know, be a carpenter or like build guitars or, you know, something like that because I just have no training for anything like that. And then lo and behold, this opportunity kind of like came to my attention and my awareness that there's this job in the world of rock climbing where you can go like make the rock climbs. And I was like, well, I kind of already know how to climb. Like, maybe I can give that a try. Next, I asked Brooke to go a little bit more in depth on what she does as a route setter and how her work is essential in making rock climbing gyms so unique and successful. So basically the way that climbing gyms are designed is that they have these huge walls. You know, they're, they can be up to 60 feet tall. And it's mostly a completely flat surface with a bunch of holes in it with a bunch of T-nuts. So a T-nut is, um, it's a receptacle for a bolt. So then we have these other things, these plastic holds, we call them holds, but they're like the grips. They're like these little rock-shaped things. And so we take those rock, these plastic rock-shaped holes and we bolt them onto the wall. So you're, you're moving around and you're reconfiguring the way that the things that you can hold are on the wall. You're moving that around constantly and um, that changes the movement that you create, that changes the difficulty that you can create. 
So there's a lot of like you're doing the same thing all the time. Like you're just bolting things onto the wall. But there's a huge creative part to that process where you're trying to figure out how to create the best type of movement for the demands of the climbers that you're making your climb for. And it is through this creative control that Brooke is able to create unique and challenging rock climbing experiences for the climbers at Vertical Endeavors. But route setting isn't just bolting plastic to the wall. There is actually a great deal of physical and mental work that goes into creating good routes and experiences. As a route setter, these are like the two biggest components of your job. The first one is the actual setting where it's just a ton of labor and it's like your thought process. And it's like you're taking a ton of plastic, you're hauling it up the wall with you, you're drilling it in, like you're getting your idea on the wall. That's like half of your day. The second half and probably the more important half is what we call forerunning is when you and other setters, you get on a rope or you like you chalk up to get on your boulder and you actually get on your thing and you climb it to test it to make sure that it is what you thought it was going to be. Because a lot of times you put up a move and you think, oh, this will feel, you know, it'll feel about this big. It'll feel about this powerful or this foot will only be so bad. And then you get on it and you test it and you're like, whoa, I was super off. This is a super easy move to pull. Or you get on it and the opposite and you're like, whoa, this is super difficult. No one's ever going to be able to pull this move. And so that's when you bring your drill and you you tweak things. Like you change it, you tone it down like to whatever direction that you need it to go so that the route is going to work in the way that you envision it functioning. So that's one part of forerunning is like that you're actually delivering the product that you had in your mind. And the second part is that you have to consider, does this meet my objective? So say your organizer had looked at you that morning and said, hey, like we need a couple really easy climbs for like beginners who are coming into our gym. Can you go put up these super simple climbs? So then as the setter, you need to make sure that you are meeting that objective. So if you go out and you set two really awesome routes, but they're both really hard, you've failed your job for the day because it wasn't your job to make hard routes. It's not what you needed, you know, in your facility to turnover you needed two easy routes so then that second component of forerunning is getting on the wall and making sure that you hit your objective that you hit the grade that you're going for of difficulty or that you hit um you know the thing it was that you wanted to get made so that's why you get lots of other setters to also climb your thing so that they can get on it and either um you know agree with you and that you accomplished your goal or challenge you and be like hey i don't think you met the objective and here's why here's why i think we can change this or edit this to make it closer to the mark that you were aiming for by being able to work as a route setter at vertical endeavors brooke has further developed her passion for rock climbing into a professional endeavor but rock climbing isn't just a job for brooke Rock climbing has changed her outlook on life both physically and mentally. Yeah, I think rock climbing in general, it just, it made me, A, it made me much happier because when you're working out constantly, you're getting all those endorphins and, you know, you just, like really being fit is a huge component to just like your mental health and everything like that. So that was fantastic. Physically, I'm a lot stronger. <laughs> people always laugh at me about my arms now they're like when did Brooke get guns and I'm like don't look at me this feels weird like in a lot of ways I'm really still not even used to the way that I look now because of like being an athlete like I just never did that in my life before and it's just made me a lot more confident you know especially like I remember the first time that I went outside on an outdoor rock climbing trip and made it like a decent way up a re what was a really hard climb for me at the time it was like a 12a out in I think it was in Horseshoe Canyon Ranch 
and it was like really big. It was really hard, but it's like you get out there and you get in the zone. You just like get in your little, you know, athletic zone and you're just grinding. You're just pushing through. You're just like every movement is like the full extent of your body. Like every muscle is straining. You're just like doing everything you can to make it up the wall and then you get up to the top and you like take your rope and you clip it into your anchors and you're safe and you finished and you look out and it's just like wow I did that I can't believe I just did that you know it's just this feeling of euphoria when you finish it and you're like wow like that was so hard and I finished it and if I can like climb up this vertical rock wall with nothing but my fingertips like what can't I do you know it just gives you this confidence that you kind of carry into the rest of your life so I think that's probably one of the the biggest things that it's cultivated in me is like this confidence and that yeah I don't like stress out about stuff so much anymore you know I I feel a lot more laid back about a lot of things because I'm like you know if I can tackle xyz like i can learn this other thing i can tackle this other thing one of the final questions i asked brooke was this if you could change anything about your life story what would you change oh gosh that's a big question i guess i don't think about that very much because okay so this is one of my favorite quotes nothing is a waste of time if it adds to the person that you are and so on the one hand i'm like oh like was going to mexico a waste of time because I'm not a teacher right now? I would say absolutely not because going and doing something that I didn't like was what drove me to find something that I did and to find something that I'm so happy in. And I wake up every morning and I'm so thankful. I'm like, I get to enjoy going to work. I get to be excited about what I'm doing. So, and I mean, not even just with Mexico and this, but like everything that's happened in my life so far, like I've done like so many eclectic things. But I I wouldn't change or take back any of them because all of those things have made me who I am right now. And I know that even what I'm doing right now at this moment is shaping me into a person that I have yet to become. No, I guess I, I definitely take the view that I enjoy learning the lessons that I've learned. And even if I could go back, I don't think I would change anything. We want to thank Brooke for giving her time for this interview and for really sharing her heart with you guys. If you are interested in learning more about rock climbing, Brooke's advice is this, just go to a gym and start climbing. There's a ton of rock climbing walls around Minneapolis, and unlike a lot of things in life, rock climbing has a way of catching you when you fall. That's it for Passions this week. We hope that you found yourself feeling as passionate about something as Brooke is with rock climbing. Passions is produced by Alex Schaefer and can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So until next week, keep pushing yourself to be who you've always wanted to be. This is Alec, signing off.